Are you fascinated by the world of startups and really dying to capture some of that unicorn magic for your own portfolio? But that's usually hard because uh, it's not usual that you can go up to a founder and just give them a little bit of money and they'll actually take it. So is there a really a way to directly invest in a startup when you don't have a lot of money? Welcome to another episode of Money Talk where we help make personal finance and investing simple and accessible through both my personal experience as well as through the expertise of many of the guests that we bring on the show. Today we are actually going to be talking with Kanishk Singh who heads investor relations at Pod which is an angel funding site that helps match wannabe investors like you and me with early stage startups that are looking for capital. But first before we begin may I request you to please follow the show and also if you like this episode please rate it 5 stars because that will really mean a lot to us. So Kanishk, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for agreeing to join us. Uh, perhaps uh, before we start, would you like to share a little bit about yourself, your journey so far, and also maybe about Pod? Sure. Thank you very much, Amit, for having me here, and also thank you very much to the Money Talk team for giving me this opportunity to talk about my experience and the entire angel investment ecosystem in India. So yes, I'm Kanishk. Uh, I had investment. at pod prior to this uh, i had been working in like us finance industry and also forex industry for a, more than a couple of years i started building pod from scratch along with my founder uh, uh, like la- last year march and and onwards and since then it's been an only onwards and upwards so i have been fortunate enough once i got associated with pod i have been fortunate enough to evaluate like more than 5 600 startups from an investment perspective and also have been making actively some investment in early stage startups since last last years so this is all about me now talking about pod uh, so definitely pod what is a tech based platform we are building a fundraising stack of the future in india where a startup can easily raise fund and on the other hand on the buy side of the ecosystem there are start investors who can invest in startup with as low as 20000 so in the industry it has been like generally people invest 2 lakh 3 lakh 5 lakh 10 lakh rupees to start with to invest in startups so this is what our effort had uh, had been focused on bringing this investment amount lower and also alongside with that we are building an entire ecosystem where the entire fundraising and investment can be managed by their own so yeah this is all okay so that's actually pretty interesting so what you're saying is that in a normal startup funding environment a typical angel investor would put $10,000 $50,000 if yes. a super angel maybe 100 200,000 which is well beyond the reach of uh, regular folk and what you are trying to do instead is make it accessible for as little as i think you said 20,000 rupees yes. which is only about $300 or so so that is uh, that is actually quite incredible so tell me something so isn't this something that why is it that you actually are trying to make this happen what is wrong with angel investing right now the way that it is so see before i explain you like why i'm trying to do this i'll have to drag you a bit like a couple of years back in the past so i'm a finance enthusiast i did my uh, graduation recently 5 years back so when i jumped into my what we say as a corporate world i got to hear a lot about like people investing in startup and especially when you're in bangalore you can't stay away from this right. so then again a thought hit that either you start a startup work in a startup or also one way is that you invest in startup and be in the ecosystem so Uh, one thought came into my mind: Why 
can't a person like me who is earning let's say a 50000 rupees in in starting a 40000 rupees in his career don't have a too much of responsibility in my family as of now because i'm a young person right now in my 20s so why can't a person like me invest in startup like i i googled it I couldn't find anywhere any platform any sort of lead where somebody says you know you know what like you can actually start investing in less than 1 lakh rupees or, or less than 100k dollar so i was very much fascinated about this fact like why can't we this be done then again then then this thought process kicked me I actually wanted to be in this ecosystem and then things started from there we started uh, deep deep diving into the law into the regulation talking to different people and we ended up finding that you know what there is no legality that stops a person to invest in startup there is no like legality if you directly want to invest in a startup nobody is stopping you no amount so so yeah this this has been the thought process especially i have felt that why i can't invest in startup and that is where the board board right okay this is really interesting so when you talk about regulation so that means there is no restriction on obviously a company raising money from anyone that that i suppose is okay uh, but on the other side also there is no regulation saying that you have to have a certain amount of salary or assets or something like that in order to be able to invest in a startup so definitely when we talk about the regulations there is a very thin line and now i'll explain you both so what happens generally in india when we talk about angel investment most of the investment used to happen like i'm talking of a time a uh, two year three year down the line in past so most of the investment used to happen on uh, through ai apps so all these platforms all these angel networks vc funds like those prominent name in india or maybe in outside also most of these players have made a fund which is called a venture capital fund or an angel fund so this angel fund falls under the alternative investment like aif category one now anybody who is investing through an aif they have to follow a regulation that you need to have a net worth of 2 crore rupees where you will be called an hni or a accredited investor and then only you can join a aif to invest in a startup so this goes on the side of aif but but when it comes to invest in startup by your own let's say you are building a startup and you came to me knowing me as a friend and said ki hey kanish why don't you invest in my startup this is the idea i'm bringing and i simply agree to invest in you and there is no check of whether this kanish is accredited or not or maybe he is forming an aif or not so when it comes to invest through an angel fund or through an alternative investment fund yes you have to be legally bound by the law of like angel fund accredited investors but when it comes to directly investing in startup there is no such law no law says that you can't invest anybody can't invest who is like not an accredited investor so so this is entire law about it okay got it Okay this is really interesting I I wasn't aware of uh, of this distinctions and I actually liked your point about when you have a lot of disposable income and you're okay to take risks perhaps it is one alternate route that one can take in terms of trying to build wealth so speaking of which how does angel investing actually work and corollary is how can someone with little money actually think about doing this at all Okay so great question Amit like thanks you bring brought this up when it comes to angel investment definitely there are when we talk about the nuances there are some, uh, some sort of uh, difference limitations some sort of nuances that is involved and that is why not everybody tend to go ahead with investing in startup so what are what all are those nuances like first thing is that you don't get a lot of information about the startup on a public platform or a public forum like google or anywhere xyz startup you got to know now you can get only information from mca about their filings and all those things and about the industry on google but not about the particular startup 
so you have to be sound enough in decision making or maybe your own thought process to decide whether this is an investable company or not and nobody is going to teach you you know what like this is how you select the startup because everybody's investment thesis differs so that is point 1 now again another point is that there is a illiquidity issue in the like private equity or what we call as a startup investment so irrespective of like your investment amount that definitely will be a like liquidation issue what the liquidation means like all to the all listeners means that it is not as simple as to sell these stocks whenever when and then you want like you said sell your cryptos or maybe stocks so this is one one issue what happens and also deciding at what point you have to take exit or maybe sell your stock is also one point that that is a very crucial thing that plays a crucial role into this entire journey so yeah there are except some nuances like uh, like i told selecting one startup and liquidation issue apart from these thing there is there, there isn't any rocket science in investing in startups or or maybe in in stock also so you mentioned that you know just like with any other investment there's an entry point and then hopefully a, a gain in value and then an exit point now with regular stocks the exit is on your choice you decide when you want to sell it but in the case of startups you can't well sell it at any old time so two parts to this question one is typically when does it actually happen such an exit event and second thing is to what extent is it in your control where you decide that you are going to exit in a certain round or you just get bought out at some point and then you know you're forced to exit so uh, how does that work okay so interesting question so first is that yeah definitely i mentioned that there will be liquidation issues when you are investing in startup and one has to be uh, reminded about this for sure so how does this exits happen so what happens you invest in startup at a point a now the startup is growing they are doing good business then there are two three things where exit can happen let's say after one year one another investor is coming to invest in that particular startup and all the existing investor or maybe the founder also propose that hey you know what you want to put 1 million dollar into my startup so you take 800 uh, 800k dollar new share that i'll issue and 200k dollar is something which i have existing shareholders so you uh, why don't you buy them out so they agree to buy them out and this is how the exit happens and this is the 95% case yeah. irrespective okay. of whichever startup ecosystem india us europe uk whatever you you talk about okay so that is that is point 1 and this is what we call as a secondary sale also like let's say you amit you have invested in any startup and then you found your friend is interested to invest in particular startup and you said ki hey why don't you buy out my shares instead of going and asking the founder to give you shares maybe the founder is not ready to raise another money so you found one buyer and you said to the founder or to, to the board of the company that hey i want to sell my share to this particular person and this then the board will do some sort of legal quorums uh, they'll approve that your buyout and this thing happen you get your money so this is how typically the exit works now another ways other ways are like when the company is making enough amount of profit so they make a uh, out of the profit they make a share buyback reserve then they use that money to give exit to existing investor and basically this happens as a share buyback the company buys that share back but what happens generally in the market that people understand that company can buy shares any time back but this is not the case actually yeah a company can only buy a share when they are like making profit and you know the truth like how many startups right now is making profit in the market so so this is also one point like 
a lot of people brag on LinkedIn or maybe on some social media platforms. So these are the two most important points. Now, another thing goes like, let's say Zomato acquired Blinkit. So all those existing shareholders of the Blinkit would be getting exit and on the whatever valuation Swiggy has acquired or maybe whatever valuation they have, both the parties have agreed. So most of the exits happen on the secondary sale and then this buyouts and the last point is IPO. And if you are fortunate enough to get associated with one startup that goes to the IPO, that's a huge wealth creation. My question to you is that as a early and small investor, uh, my impression is that at some point of time, you will be forced to sell out to uh, some large investor at some point because uh, they don't usually want to carry a lot of small, small investors with them all the way to IPO. So is that indeed the case or am I mistaken there? Definitely as of now in the ecosystem for retail investors in India, there is a concept of force exit. But what happens all these whatever people who are making sure that this fac- uh, facilitation is happening, they're making sure that uh, whenever these force exits are also happening, this these investors are getting healthy returns. Again, this depends upon startup to startup, the agreement that you sign, what we call as a safe agreement or maybe a SHA. So you have to be very careful when you are signing the SHA, take time, read it. Uh, once you read it, you'll be able to know like what all other clauses there, whether you're gonna gonna be given force exit or not. And if it is exit, how beneficial is it for you? Yeah, I think maybe the big point to take away from here is that you have limited choices as a micro investor. So your choices either don't get in at all because there are really no options for you to get in directly with very limited amounts of money. Or if you're getting in with a small ticket size, then you have to compromise on these other things that larger investors will have flexibility. So for example, forced exit we talked about. There's also, I guess, liquidation preferences where larger investors may be able to get their money out first before small investors do at the point of an exit. So uh, what I was uh, mentioning that no, larger exit for larger investor and smaller investor is not something with which I would uh, say that that happens because what happens it, uh, at the end of the day, it boils down to the agreement. Now, let's say if I have put in, in the agreement that I'm coming at point A and, and a bigger investment investor is coming at point B. And at point A, I have signed the agreement that whenever the secondary sale is happening within three years, I'll be getting that exit. So whether this point B investor is bigger or larger, I'll, I have the right. And also it depends upon the kind of uh, instrument that you're investing through, like CCPS, CCD, equity, all those things have different preferences when you get exit. Okay, fair enough. So another question I have is, there are other ways in which people can contribute money to companies, right? So we talked about angel investing, but that's not traditionally been the way. The other ways have been crowdfunding, for example, which like Kickstarter or GoFundMe or things like that, where people can give money to a company because they believe in whatever they're making. So how are these different, crowdfunding versus angel investing? Angel investment and crowdfunding is a completely different concept. There are a lot of different kinds of crowdfunding, right? like reward-based, donation-based, you have equity-based, debt-based, and few other kind of things, which is not too much popular in India. But yeah, donation-based crowdfunding is something which is popular in India because those players like Milap and, and few other players are doing that. So one thing is reward-based, what is uh, very famous in India also, where uh, you give a certain amount of money to XYZ company and on for that money, they give you some sort of reward and it can it may be in the form of any product, any article or any, any sort of thing. You get money or contribution from unlimited number of people. Now in angel investment or a startup investment, you are strictly bound by the law that anywhere you can't cross a number of which is more than 200. So 
if the number of investor is being into the this limit of 200 it is not at all a crowdfunding now how people get confused between crowdfunding and angel investment it is just because you are implementing a tech into the entire process like you want to invest in startup earlier it used to happen like you are getting the documents to sign offline maybe through post on email you download it sign it so now platforms like pod and few other platforms they are making things very possible by implementing tech so whenever the tech is implemented in the process people think that oh now you guys are doing this on the basis of crowdfunding you are providing information to wide number of people wide range of people here everybody can see the details but yes details can be seen but implementing tech doesn't mean it is means it is a crowdfunding got it and uh, i think also with crowdfunding you aren't taking an ownership in the company right you are essentially pre-funding the product i suppose yes and then you're going to get whatever it is that they make some rewards yeah exactly versus with this your reward is the hopefully the growth of the company in which case you grow along with it Uh, yes. and so it's capital appreciation and from an investor standpoint i guess if the ticket sizes are small then between the two i personally might want to invest in the company versus uh, you know just getting the product or the reward that they are offering uh, if both opportunities exist actually uh, speaking yeah. of that what are the legalities of this investment like what are the things that you know the checks and balances that this investment goes through Uh, so see everything goes through like the companies act the securities act the contract act now why contract act because you and the startup is signing few sort of agreements uh, or contract so the agreement and contract act comes into play like you have to make sure that it is being complied with this law now securities act because you will be issued a security so you'll have to make sure that all the laws mentioned in the security law that has been being followed companies act because you are investing in company so there are certain sort of legalities like how you will be issuing shares to company and and you as an investor how you will be investing so there there are two methods one is private placement and one one is right issue in india especially companies act 2013 so the startup can can issue shares with these two methods there are no third method along with that so only to either the private placement or right issue so it says that uh, the shares has to be issued or the any security has to be issued making sure the private placement methods are being followed where the investor's kyc would be done investor will transfer money into the startup's account and until unless shares are issued the stamp duty to the government is paid or on these sort of things are done startup cannot use the funds so those are the checks and balances and to make sure these things are happening we have a uh, company secretaries and compliance person in india who make sure these things are being checked so yeah this is pretty much okay and what does that mean from a process standpoint like what do i have to do as an investor to actually get the share shares or share certificate or whatever so see basically with such platforms or maybe angel networks or VC funds in place. You as an as an investor really doesn't have to worry a lot about the process until unless you are investing on your own. Like some startup came on your LinkedIn and said, "Hey, what you want to invest in this?" And you like and you are investing. Then you have to be worried about the process. But if you are associated with any angel investment platform or maybe network, actually those the, those networks does the all heavy heavy lifting. So there you have to just make your investment decision and wait for some agreements to arrive, sign it, and once they, this is signed, wait for the call for money. Or, uh, Uh, mail once they ask for the call for money deposit the money wait for some sort of calls or whatever instructions are be- being given because all these platforms and angel net- network they hire a uh, prominent like experienced law people or legal people who take care of all those processes so yeah if if you are investing through such platforms you definitely have to don't worry about a lot 
Okay, so now let's talk a little bit about the the quality of the investment because, like you rightly said, with the share market, you have a lot of data and stats and history which you can base your decision on, and even then you can be wrong. In the case of startups, you don't have any history, and like you said, the information's not really there and it's very limited and so on. So, how does one actually find good opportunities uh, in which to invest? This is one question. If you are in a startup ecosystem, the most asked question for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, see, at the end of the day, everything boils down to your own investment thesis. Now, let's say even if you are investing in a stock or maybe startup, you have to be prepared with your own investment thesis. Now, what does this investment thesis mean? Like, there are a lot of people who say, you know what, I will invest in only those startups which are making like say hundred k dollar revenue every month. Some are there. No, I don't care about revenue. I care about the idea. I care about the team and those sort of things. So you have to make your own thesis, like what you want to invest. Point one is that don't dive into something which you don't understand. Like if you ask me, I don't understand crypto a lot. So I am a person who believe to stay away from that because I don't understand. Yes, it's a attractive asset class. You will make a lot of money, or maybe not. I don't know. But so one advice is that you you don't dive into any sort of industry which you don't understand. And just because people are saying that it is a cool industry, it will grow a lot. No. So point one is that understand what you want to dive into and what you understand. Another is make your own investment thesis, like whether you want to invest in revenue-based startup, whether you want you are comfortable with existing players which are already in, into the market but not making revenue and, and whatever things like which have a crowded market any like what happens sometimes you find a startup and there are a lot of startup already doing that but you still believe that the team is something which can actually pass these things so those are the uh, basic checks and also it is more about learning and adding like value to your knowledge source for, for especially for the startup ecosystem so it boils down to your research on particular industry and all those things now what do i think you know, if you don't know how to decide your own investment thesis and how to means do these things the best thing is to try to connect with people who are already investing follow them read about them and most attractive thing is these pitch events that happens like it teaches you a lot of things like you simply sit there listen how the startup is pitching and how those experts who are already investing in startup they ask questions that helps you to add a lot of value and also decide that which industry you want to be so yeah this is pretty much about how to select startups right okay so it is interesting that i think the investment thesis idea is a good point i do a little bit of angel investing and i think it basically falls into two categories one is you back the founder or you back the project yeah and if you know the founder it makes life easier because you know they can make your own judgment about that but in most cases you won't know the founder so then it comes down to backing the project but i think you gave some interesting proxies which is back the project which is backed by somebody else whom you trust if there's somebody who has a track record of success and you can somehow figure out where they are investing you might be better off just following them into that because you'll have the same probability of success as they have so that's interesting what are the statistics on pod so far you've been around for 2 years so what's been the sort of funding rate just to give people an idea of really what are the ratios like as an idea we have been working on pod since last couple of years but we launched in january so till now we have received some 800 plus maybe applications and we have a very stringent process to evaluate and identify startups out of that those successful deals that went through the platform is 15 so you can relate to this ratio of like 800 to 15 is it is not also about what yeah, yeah whatever you get in 
as an application is fundable or maybe people will like that because we are a platform so we don't put our investment thesis we have a metric that if if the startup passes xyz point then it is good to go on to the platform now it depends upon the investor whether you want to invest in that whether you want to pass it if i talk about investors so we have been able to onboard like uh, 3 3500 odd uh, investor till now and it is a combination of investor who are looking to invest first time also those people who have invested significant amount of money into the startups and some micro vcs and funds also they they take us as a like deal sourcing point as well yeah. Yeah. So these and has been the number we organize pitch events every alternative Saturday not only for the sake of like providing investment opportunity to people but also as I said for me pitch sessions was the most important learning point. So I believe the same thing uh, that I can give to the society or to to the people who are actually following. So we organize pitch events every alternative Saturday what we call interesting name pop pitch on pot. So we have been uh, we are organizing next Saturday we are organizing the 25th edition of uh, pitch on pot. Right. So so yeah this is pretty much about it like uh, all those numbers up on pot. Right okay so this is quite interesting essentially I think for me the takeaway was 2% of startups are getting any kind of funding via your platform which i assume should be representative overall as well and that's how stringent one needs to be at least as stringent in order to try and identify reasonable you know or high probability opportunities maybe not good uh, you won't know for some time so speaking of which so now somebody is invested in this and we've talked about exits and all of that but what is the kind of exit that one can make or what what returns can one make with startups and i'm asking this generically not with pod because you've not been around that long but Definitely. just generically speaking what does the industry say when it comes to the exits i'll divide it into two parts one is timeline and one another is the quantum so what happens generally people ask that what is that uh, rate of return that i'll be getting when once i'm investing in startup and that is a very vague question to ask and if somebody is promising that you know what if you invest in this startup and you get this much of return i would be probably saying that this is the worst advice you're getting there is no uh, nobody in the market who can guarantee you that will make this sort of return because at the end of the day everything boils down on the success and maybe the growth of the startup the amount of success is dependent upon the number of startup you are investing because the more startup you quality startup you invest in the more more the probability of your to get return now second thing is like it also depends upon the timeline so diversification is the one point which which we have to be very much we should love this word actually like diversification in startups so it it is not about you came and uh, in the ecosystem and in, you invested in three four startup and then you are like now pause it it is done out of these four two are going to be the unicorn no it is not the case because you see there are 110 like 105 unicorns out of those 10 1500 startups registered in india so you you take the probability how much it is going to be so point one is like keep investing in startups idea is to maybe invest at least one startup every month or not one uh, two startup every quarter to start with make a good good amount of portfolio in 2 3 year invest in 20 30 startups quality startups when i say startup it is quality startup and that increases your chance chance of uh, getting high return good amount of money back now when it comes to the timeline one need to understand how does a vc cycle works so uh, you can't plant a tree today and say ki after two month why it is not giving me fruits because everything has a timeline and you can't expect anything in a quick turnaround time so in the same way in vc cycle what happens a general typical vc cycle takes 3 to 5 years sometimes 7 year to complete one round of vc cycle and when we say vc cycle this means that once you are investing give some time to the startup to work grow build 
raise another round maybe do good business increase valuation and once they are going with the entire cycle then comes a point where they are receiving a good amount of funding or maybe a buyback opportunity or anything and there you get a exit so typically 3 to 5 year is something which you have to keep in your mind that i i should not expect anything in less than 3 to 5 year because even if it happens in less than 3 to 5 year it won't give you anything healthy there has been some ex, uh, exceptions for this like bharat pay was one exception which gave 90x return to people in i guess 60x or 90x in 9 months 9 to 10 months but it was bharat pay you can't expect everything to be bharat pay so in the similar way once you are investing in startup point one invest in good amount of startup good amount of quality startup make a timeline make a budget that in 2 years 3 years you will invest this amount of money and divide it into small small parts that this is the first startup allocation is going to be investing at least 15 to 20 startup in next 2 3 years that will increase your uh, probability of success getting good returns and also give it give it a healthy time at least one vc cycle to grow and this is how you can like make a good portfolio and expect a good return okay got it so i think what you're saying is right this is one of those things where you cannot expect a return anytime soon and this makes you i mean it almost forces you to be a long term investor which i suppose is good in its way what are the the downsides of of this investment i mean obviously there we are hoping for exit but what else could happen which is not so good great you you brought this uh, point actually if you are expecting a high return you you should also be ready to lose so now talking about the downside see you are investing 100 rupees the maximum that you can lose in angel investment is 100 rupees so you invest x amount you will lose only x amount so downside is 1x but when it comes to upside it is unlimited like it is uh, you take an example of uh, this info edge they invested something around like 1 and 1/2 crore in zomato back in 2011 12 and they got they got like 5600% when zomato was making ipo so upside is definitely too high but downside is only restricted to 1x we suggest everybody ki invest only that amount in, in into the startups that you are ready to lose because you never know which startup is going to grow and which startup is going to fail so that is one downside another i earlier mentioned that illiquidity is one thing that is one restrictions in the startup so it is like let's say you invested 100 rupees and after 2 year you are in immense need some emergency and then you can't expect your angel investment amount to be back to you so these are the two major downside of angel investment and which can pretty much be overcome through a good financial habit and a good investment thesis right and actually i think we should also look at this from a portfolio standpoint right so you're right with any individual investment you can lose your entire 100 or you could make 10 times or 100 times on that but over your portfolio uh, i mean especially if we are doing what you said right which is you're diversifying so you've built a portfolio of 50 companies right and let's say you put in 100 rupees into each of them chances are that if everything follows the venture style uh, distribution and 40 of them might go to zero um, and but one of them might go to you know 100x or something like that again if you try to select very well all those 50 and that one has to make up for pretty much all of the others performance Yeah so so as i said like portfolio building portfolio is the best thing in in like building a quality portfolio now you invest in 30 startup 40 startup definitely there are like high chances that 25 30 out of them will not perform anything they'll go from 100 to 0 but out of those 10 that are performing good there there will maybe may a couple which will give 1x 2x 3x return and there will be only one or two which will give you like 20x 30x 50x return which will cover all your losses that you have incurred and this is with respect to the portfolio not in individual investment as you said rightly so yeah this is definitely a case there 
and uh, in fact i think it's important to make this point because people shouldn't do angel investing with the uh, oh i've invested in one and now you know i'm going to hope for the best on this one because that like you rightly said is a zero or 100 sort of a game yeah um, but if you are doing this in any sensible sort of fashion you are going to have to invest in many and then you should know that the returns of that investing is not going to be 100 times your total money or anything like that it's still going to follow some percent per year you know annualized basis return which is not going to be 3x 5x 10x whatever it is you think yeah. startups actually do instead it's going to be 20% 30% if if you're a good investor i guess if you make 30 35% annualized that would actually be a pretty good return no definitely like you talk about those super angels like all of us has been watching shark tank now take an example of anupam mittal recently his one of the interviews was published in the mint so he says that he's uh, because he is a super angel he has invested like 90% of his things in in startup that we can't do we can't afford to do this but even being such an active investor he has an irr of uh, like somewhere around 40 to 45% so see how how realistic he is in his approach and what happens we keep an expectation that every investment that we are making it is going to be 10x that is not the case and this is where we when it doesn't perform we get like demotivated we say you know boss uh, this this was not the thing i had hardcore believe in this particular startup first thing is don't get too much associated associated with one startup idea because one thing we have taken a lot of example couple of things they raise million dollars multi million dollars and then they shut down immediately so so you never know what is going to happen because you are not sitting there and building that startup it is some somebody else so don't don't take everything in in your mind very seriously invest do follow ups and don't expect it to be like some something magic yeah i think that's a really good kind of way to sum up the conversation angel investing is exciting it's different it is uh, you know it gives you another kind of asset class that you wouldn't Uh, you know that you normally won't get into but it is not magic it follows the same financial returns laws uh, you have to build a portfolio and the portfolio will behave like portfolios too and so therefore you you shouldn't get into this expecting to 100x your money and that also in a short amount of time you should expect this to be a like you said 5 7 maybe 10 year journey for the whole cycle to uh, to end and at the end of that you might find if you're super lucky you've made 40% per annum returns more likely you're not an anupam mittal and so therefore you would have made maybe 20% returns but 20% returns are not bad compared to so many other places that uh, you know that you could have invested in yeah definitely it is 20% ir what we are talking about and, and yeah. it is definitely very good Yeah. One last uh, question over here which is a little a little different question but are there any resources and you know, books articles videos templates I don't I don't know that you might want to recommend to people in relation to their finances. See as I said like the best best way to learn angel investment especially startup investment is to attend this unlimited pitch events that is happening. Like there is a lot of platform lot of angel networks we also do as I said earlier that we do pitch on pod uh, every alternative saturday. So join those pitches why because you get to learn both the things there. One you understand how how to evaluate one startup and maybe how to understand one startup and another thing is at the same point like live real time you get feedbacks from experts who are already investing in startups so what i believe that yes this is uh, this is the best thing these are the best learning resources for for a, for a newbie or maybe existing people also to to join these topics and learn 
there are a lot of podcast of super angels people who invest in startups and money talk is also one source as you can learn a lot <laughs> i i listen to all your podcast regularly and the it is a, the quality content that you bring so definitely being on on your platform also is a good source to learn about like how to manage your money so yeah these are the sources follow these things carefully give some sort of time over the weeks to to these thing and yeah you are good to be mastering whatever you are trying to do nice thanks a lot uh, kanish uh, it was a fun conversation and i also think our listeners will benefit a lot because you've gone a little bit you know into the next layer of how to invest in angel investments and demystified some of the stuff and potentially also i really hope taken away the whole rosy glasses that you know if i do this i will suddenly get 100x uh, kind of return so thanks a lot our listeners will definitely benefit from this conversation and thanks for being on our show and for those of you who are listening to us today thank you for joining us uh, do remember if you haven't already please follow the show and if you like this episode then please do rate it five stars we were kanish kanamit with money talk and see you next time yeah thank you very much <laughs>